Welcome to today's series of Women Within Financial Services Technology. Um, I'm talking to Sangeetha Narasimhan and I'm really excited to have her here because she's the EMEA Marketing Director of Ingenico ePayments. So Sangeetha, welcome. Hi. Thank you very much for being here. Um, so what I was really keen to hear about is more about you, your, your background and what you stand for. Um, I now work for Ingenico as the marketing director, as you know, uh, but I'm originally from India, so I moved mm -hmm. to England 17 years before, Amazing. so I started off with aspirations to be a storyteller and a filmmaker, and I changed to marketing here after a wow. stint doing my master's in international business and management from Hallam University. Mm -hmm. So I worked for companies like Hewlett Packard, Sage, Startup uh, as Violin Memory. Uh, I think I moved to FinTech with uh, Sage Pay. Mm -hmm. and, and then now I'm, I've been in, uh, in Genico for the last three and a bit years, actually. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds like you've done quite a bit in Genico, but before we go into that, what does authentic marketing mean to you? I think uh, marketing has come a real long way in the years that I've seen, and uh, today is quite an exciting time, actually, to be mm. in marketing, because authentic marketing simply means um, humanizing the brand, and setting aspirations that are real and achievable because marketing and advertising have always set aspirations that when I think I remember growing up and looking at the ads and thinking I'm not going to be like that you know yeah. I'm not going to be so fashionable or so but then you have now even brands like Nike embracing authenticity promoting mm -hmm. gender diversity and equality the ad on uh, women in sports and even Procter and Gamble companies which traditionally promoted women in traditional roles, talking mm. more about breaking barriers. And, and marketing everywhere has become genuine and more authentic. And, a, and B2B space, I think still that needs to come. Mm. Um, I, f I do feel there is a gap there. And when I say authentic marketing, it is just setting aspirations and promoting things that you believe in, uh, telling the story and humanizing the brand. Mm. Mm. That sounds great. Um, so what changes have you introduced at Ingenica? So when I joined at Ingenico, I was the um, marketing manager for UK and then I got mm -hmm. promoted to manage the European team now. Uh, but when I actually as a long, more than bringing the changes at Ingenico, it's me who changed. You know, I've always thought that I'll bring change, but I needed to do actually grow to bring change, yeah. be a leader, you know. Uh, but then suddenly I started looking inwards and saying, okay, what can I do right now to bring change, mm -hmm. you know? And that's when I think I made the most changes, you know, in a subtle way. Uh, the One of the things is that I am passionate about gender diversity, but it's not just all about equal pay and, you know, uh, about uh, gender parity and, mm -hmm. you know, having women in boards. So I've started asking the question, so in terms of prospecting, are we doing gender diverse prospecting? Are we inviting women to events? You know, yeah. are we inviting? Uh, are there in the events that I sponsor are women in panels? You know, mm -hmm. those kind of things in terms of gender diversity are brought to Ingenico, and I started introspecting myself. Mm -hmm. And I think personally, as I said, I'm an authentic marketer, which means that I believe in what I can sell. So, throughout my career, whether it be it with HP or Sage or anything. People are passionate about product. People are passionate about the service and solution that they offer. And if you can find and tap into that passion, then you have a winning campaign. So mm -hmm. I always believed in hearts and minds marketing mm -hmm. because at the end of the, uh, what you're selling to is a human being, you know, and yeah. they, ha they have passions. So, for example, one of the ways I did it, one of my more successful campaigns at HP was something called Gold Dust, where we went yeah. about finding the oldest running server, which is still running, in the UK 
and it was incredible finding it with serial wow. parts and everything but we did manage to find mm. a, a I think more than 15 year old server which has never had a service call how passionate are people about that brand then you know mm. and when I did an event for the awards ceremony so many people turned up at Bletchley Park and they genuinely had that connection to the server so if you are a data center manager yeah. you do have that passion to the products that you actually manage in your day-to-day -day life and yeah. it's finding that passion that turns into a successful campaign. Mm. And when I was with SagePay, we did a hashtag SagePay Christmas. Now Christmas is a hashtag, very difficult to own. Mm. But the way we did it is we gave uh, gingerbread to our partners and customers and said, nice. make your own gingerbread and decorate it and post it on social. And the winning, uh, I think two or three companies get a uh, donation to the charity of our choice. And it was Christmas period. and businesses especially small and medium businesses took it That's very seriously great, yeah. and they did it and it's it's really That's about finding mm. finding your uh, what do you say what people want like mm. finding their passion and the products we sell are also actually mm. quite cool things you know like yeah. if you take payments Ingenico does online processing Ingenico also does in-store terminals mm. you know so we touch almost everyone's life in the world across the world so are we really about payments? No, we are also about digitizing the economy. We are also also about moving to a cashless society. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, we are not just a pay. If you look at where we stand in the whole world of commerce and economics, we are actually in a very important phase where we are actually moving to a cashless society. We yeah. own the transaction processing and we're doing it in a genuine way. And if you can find that, you can find genuine marketing. Mm. So I love what you talk about, authentic marketing, humanizing it, people being passionate about something. Marketing itself has it's changed quite a bit over the years. So I know you wanted to talk about how it's almost becoming disruptive. Marketing has become disruptive in the sense more tech has exploded. So today, I think um, you have more than 8,000 applications to choose from. Yeah. So as a marketer, you have to choose between Salesforce, another app, or a, 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 or a platform like a shopping cart, what platform your website's hosted, what's your marketing automation. Uh, it is disruptive in the sense you have better customer insights, but where marketers need to be careful is to not become stalkers, <laughs> but yeah. use that insight to provide better customer experience. Yes. So that is one of the pillars that I'm passionate about when I work in the small and medium business. We use data and analytics to give us insights to help our customers grow. Mm -hmm. And that's why we talk about topics like peak sales, which are basically spikes in transactions mm -hmm. that small and medium retailers or even large retailers see through the year. And because we see the spikes in transaction, we can give advice to retailers on what peak sales should you watch out for, where you should invest more. Mm -hmm. And similar, even using customer insights. Now, while on one hand, the channels you market have become really exploded. Mm. Uh, my 20-year-old intern is on 20 different apps and she talks to the same person on Twitter, on Instagram, on Snapchat, mm -hmm. and LinkedIn, and every possible thing that you can ever find. Uh, in different ways, you know, in different, completely mm. different ways. So the channels have exploded. So the marketer, you have to make a channel, a choice of which is the mm. most optimal channel to reach your customer. You have the marketing apps which have exploded, which are mm. disrupting the market. So, but then what is not, and, the, and then what's happening on the customer end, they don't want you to be a stalker. They don't want you to call on the basis of a like or an open rate but they expect you to know and deliver them products that are relevant to them at the same time. Mm. Nowadays, I get annoyed if I'm, you know, sent an email that's not even relevant to me. 
But how are you supposed to know that unless you monitor how I use my digital yeah. footprint, you know? I often get sent emails now as if I'm a software development manager. Yeah. Because I, I look after recruiters that place yes. those types of people. Yeah. Um, and I know what you mean. Like, we expect, our expectations of marketing nowadays are so much higher than they ever More they than ever. ever. So to yeah. be a truly great marketer these days, you, you still need to deliver best-in-class yeah. customer experience, not brand experience, but customer experience. Yeah. And I think that's where the disruption has happened. Yeah, it's a really exciting time for marketing. It is, it is I think. Um, so you spoke a lot um, to me about the responsibility marketing has, and you've touched upon that a little bit. But maybe you could tell us a bit more on the responsibility that marketing has to play for workplace equality. I think most often uh, when I go to these diversity conferences and everyone, um, I see people in the media, people in marketing, we see a lot of women in marketing, we see a lot of women in media. So we assume that uh, it's probably a better equal place than anything else. But then yeah. I think in the workplace, when you really look at it, marketing probably has the most responsibility to make sure that the impressions we give to the people, the perceptions, because we are working in changing the perception, right? Selling a product is about changing a perception from a customer who don't, doesn't know about you or knows a little bit about you, not sure about you, and converting them into a buyer. And the same goes for changing perceptions. So in the workplace, I would say, um, look, at, look at what you do. Look at the events that you do. Mm -hmm. Are they mainly uh, oriented towards inviting men? So I just had an example where when I joined in, there were, uh, the, the majority of our budget would go to sponsoring very high uh, golf days. And I yeah. then wanted to phrase that argument with my head of sales. I said, okay, in this event, what I found is that in retail, which I target, mostly dominated by high-flying women. I mean, it's very common for women to have very whole high positions in retail, unlike other sectors. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then you do a golf day, 68 attendees are men and there were four women in that, you know. So how are we improving our prospecting by hosting, um, doing our marketing spend? Of the market, exactly. Yeah. Question your sales, question your uh, uh, boss, and but actually position that using data and insights. Mm. Don't go and say, I don't want to do this event because it's not equal. Go with it. Uh, yes, that is important. Yes, that's an argument more and more mm. men are also beginning to listen or women are beginning to listen, but go with insights that you can better position the mm. argument. Mm. And then we discovered that we'd probably better of doing other things in our marketing budget than host expense and if we do golf days are we asking the women in the office do you play golf do you want to come mm. or are we just assuming they'd want to go to the spa rather than attend <laughs> yeah. you know? we have a uh, fantastic in the three years I was so happy to see in our last golf day a woman won the championship Oh really? Yeah, it was not right. in my my area of the business. It was in another area of business. Yeah. But actually, I'm so happy that another business chose to send a woman to play golf, and mm. she won the championship. And the same goes for us. So I initiated the football team for Ingenico UK to play in the e-commerce oh, e cup. So I put together. So it's a simple question of asking the women in the office. And two women actually came to me and said, "Oh, I'd like to play." I said, "Yep, absolutely." Having that openness where women can also come to you and say, "I want to play football." Yeah. And we were the only diverse team in the whole um, e-commerce cup that year. Unfortunately, last two years I haven't had women footballers <laughs> yeah. in the team. I'm hoping to correct that in the future. Yeah, but yeah. it is really asking. I, I keep hearing women saying, "Oh, you know, I'm director level, but I never get invited to rugby matches, even though I'm passionate about rugby." Mm. 
Uh, or you, you hear women say, I played cricket for my school, but I never got called to this cricket match. Mm. It's really about asking internally in your, uh, whatever you do in the workplace, if you could include women. And as marketers, we are organize kickoffs, we organize events. Again, in kickoffs, you could ask the question, okay, you have, uh, uh, do you have, uh, are women also speaking? And yes, it is true that if you always look for women leaders, you're not gonna find that many, but then, in Ingenico, a place like Ingenico, we have great product marketing man product managers, people who actually work on the innovation side of payments, mm -hmm. people who are risk and fraud consultants. There's no need to hold a director level, VP level job title to go and you know uh, share your expertise. Sometimes it's just opening your eyes and seeing who's actually around you and who's exactly. there. Exactly. It doesn't need to be the head of this or the head of that. No, it isn't. Yeah. And that's exactly what I brought. I said spokespeople need not be the country manager. It could be the experts. And when yeah. you go down to the experts, you find it's more actually, diverse. You learn, learn a lot of things from, from yeah. the experts. And you position yeah. them. And, and there you go. You find better quality people to speak in your events. We did a campaign called Hashtag Women at Ingenico last year nice. for International Women's Day. And one of the things we were very clear is it's not about the execs. We're going to focus on the ground, yeah. grassroots people who actually do the work. And we highlighted those women because I think people like, as, if women want to aspire to get into payments, they also need to know there's a starting point for it. Yeah, yeah. Rather than always look at the I C level. I 100% agree with that, which is why I do these podcasts. I want, I want, the, I want it to be just so accessible for people that we can all... We can all talk about the subject, we can all be part of it, but not even just women, I want men involved as exactly. well. Exactly. Because equality is about everyone being on the same page, not any one group being being further ahead. Absolutely. So I'm really excited by a lot of what you said. If you had to boil it down to sort of three things, like your top tips for gender equality in any marketing team, what would they be? I think gender equality is different from um, diversity of thinking. Yeah. So if you have four women and four men in a marketing team or a, a, a person of different nationalities in a team does not make the team more productive or anything. It's the diversity of thinking that makes the team productive. Yeah. And uh, uh, yes, it is important to kind of hire the right skill level of people, mm -hmm. but it's also important to be aware of unconscious bias in hiring mm -hmm. and also to call out when you see unconscious bias you know uh, i've worked long enough to hear things like oh she might not need a job she's got a wealthy partner well wow. uh, i have heard it honestly or um i think she the kind of things i've heard are i mean even before you your cv is caught in front of the table there are barriers to break so i think it's about being aware of your unconscious bias. And, mm. and the interesting thing is men, and, men are more and more, more open to being called out. And when I have called these out, I've never faced a pushback in the organization, mm. never ever. People have said, yes, you're right, it was not right, let's correct it. Yeah. When I've looked at a kickoff video and said, why is it that even though we had two women speaking, the video was all about men speaking and the women drinking and you know having fun. Because videographers have the unconscious bias, photographers have the unconscious bias. Uh, it is there everywhere. But you know, just by being aware and calling out, you'll find that people are more open. You don't have to hold mm. flags, and and for a lot of these, you don't have to you know really be uh, protesting. But you just need to highlight, and people are now more and more open to it than ever mm. before. It's almost just being being real about a situation rather than. Because of, because of all of our unconscious bias pre presenting a situation 
in a certain way, like what you said about the videos of the women speakers. It was them drinking tea and the men talking when actually yeah. they were talking as well as speakers. It's it's things like that that I think set, set us up in our perception of society. And you're right, we, we all need he to He is changing change. that perception. So even if I had 50% men and women in the team, and yet if there is a football match, I only turn to the men and ask, and don't ask the women, because I've been brought up. Yeah. That would not make it a gender equal team at all in any way. Mm -hmm. It's just a nominal equality. It's about asking the women. In fact, it's quite interesting that we had the World Cup sweepstakes. I manage a very international team of marketeers from Germany, yeah. uh, uh, Scottish, and you know we've got a French team, and we, we've got ben Belgium, Netherlands. Nothing. The World Cup was the most fascinating thing we ever did as a team. So uh, my German counterpart was brave enough to organize the sweepstakes. Yeah. And um, at that time, a head of marketing for France, she won every sweepstake. There were people who are actually professional footballers in my team and they couldn't believe it. They tried really hard and after a point every every single match you would get it right. And she was on top of the leaderboard. Wow. So I don't think people realize how passionate, it's just sports, right? Just like how men are passionate, yeah. women are also passionate about sports. So yeah. Um, so, yeah. so your advice is, is just let's just break away those traditional barriers and let's just look at people for people with exactly yeah and ask the questions and I think the bit that I really liked is is do you know what the world has changed and we're all so open to having the conversation now you can call people out and say that wasn't right and and it won't be met with aggression how it could have been 10 years exactly ago. people are willing to change yes of course so I think this is the, the responsibility of today's podcast um, there's been so many really good bits of advice from Sangeetha and I'd love for everybody to take just one thing away and make it happen within the industry so thank you for joining us on Women of Fintech Sangeetha thank you very much for coming in today and please contact Sangeetha with any further questions because I'll put her link underneath this post thank you thank you